Taylor Swift, I don't think in the history of show business, in the history of popular culture, we've ever witnessed anything like this. Tremendous. She fills stadiums around the world and puts on a three-hour show. Now, we live in a world now where all we hear is nonsense and ugliness. And the nonsense can't be more nonsensical. And the ugliness, God hopes it can't get any uglier. But that's all we hear. That's all we hear. So now, here's Taylor Swift, who is a glowing, bright light of goodness in the world. And she starts dating uh, Kelsey Grammer. And people... No, that's not true. What? Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) An interesting parent. And people go crazy. And the the Kelsey Grammer people say, oh, no, no, no. Don't bother us. We're all caught up in football. We don't want Taylor in football. And the Taylor Swift people, the Swifties, are saying, oh, we don't want a footballer in here with Kelsey Grammer. And I'm saying... Huh? Travis Kelsey. Right. Travis Kelsey. And I say to both camps, <laughs> this is such a lovely thing. Shut up. It's good for the footballers. Yeah. It's good for Taylor Swift. And it's something positive and happy for the world. And also Zach, politically. Are you Kelsey Grammer. That's the legend. David Letterman. Who is Kelsey Grammer? Kelsey Grammer. He's an actor. He's a hacker? Actor. Oh, but that's David Letterman. He's a he's the be one of the hosts on the late night show, the Letterman show. Comedian, actor, one of the goats. Oh, I know who David Letterman is. You know who David Letterman is? Yeah. Welcome to the Magnetico Podcast. We are a day late. We apologize for that. Do you want to tell them why we were a day late? I was sick. I I did not. I would not have sounded good yesterday. I'm feeling much it, better It was today. my executive decision to not record yesterday, yeah. but we are back today. Cole said, go to bed. We'll record tomorrow. So that's what we did. But uh, we're back. The Super Bowl is upon us. A couple of weeks, the two teams. Who are the two teams, Cole? The Chiefs and the 49ers. And listen, I we are so lucky. What's the, what's the Detroit Lions coach's name? Dan Campbell. He's so lucky that we didn't record Sunday night. <laughs> He's so lucky because I'm still going in on him today. Still I, going in. I mean, we know Dan Campbell has a set of, you know what? But I mean, you kick those two field goals in the red zone, or not not in the red zone, but in field goal range, you win the game. the The final score is thirty seven thirty four if you kick those two field goals. Yeah. Assu- it, assuming their kicker makes them both. So Sunday, I've seen some of the worst plays and coaching decisions I've ever seen in my entire NFL experience of watching NFL. I, which game you want to start on? Let's just back let's start up. on the first game, and we'll, then we'll get into the line. So the the Kansas City Chiefs they come out on top. Kelsey starts out the game on fire. I mean, it. Was, he started off with like 80 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah, he he was doing what he was supposed to do as their you know playmaking, soon soon to be Hall of Fame tight end. Who's better, Gronk or Kelsey? Mm, that's a good that's a good question. You know what? I think that I think it's Gronk, and I I I, I don't think I don't think Kelsey's there yet. I feel like Kelsey's a great tight end. I would say top five, maybe top three all time, but he's not. 
Here's the thing with, with Kelsey. If Kelsey play, it almost seems to me like Kelsey needs to be a little more motivated than Gronk. Yeah. When he decides he wants to play and when he wants to block, see, that's what makes a great tight end. Yeah. Not only the great catches and all that, but when you decide to get involved in the running game and, and open up for the screen passes and blocking downfield, that's what Kelsey was doing Sunday. And it makes him – that's a good – that's a very good question, Cole. Why do you think George Kittle's so elite? He's George. one of the best – he's probably the best blocking tight end in the league, and he can give you 1,000 yards each year? Like, So, you know, one thing that stood out to me on that I, game – Did I say Kelsey? I meant Kittle. If yeah. I, I think. Yeah, Kittle. You said Kittle. Okay. Um, Andy Reid, play caller. One of the best. I mean, year in and year out. This guy just offensively calls a great ball game. Great all-around head coach from, you know, team management, clock management, knowing when to roll the dice, when not to roll the dice. Mm. Some coaches need to learn. But um, You hate Dan Campbell. And, and I got in my notes, um, there was a play in that game, and now I can't. I should have I should have went back and looked. But it was a play in that game where it was fourth and one, and they didn't challenge the call, and then they went for it and didn't get it. The Chiefs was it the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah that that one I, it stuck out to me. Maybe Andy, you should have called something on that one because that that came that could have come down to bite you, but it didn't. But um, just some terrible, terrible plays by the Ravens, and I, and one I want to talk about that stuck out because it could have been one of the best decisions by a player that I've ever seen, honestly, when it was uh, first and five after a penalty. Oh, Patrick, or was it Roquan or Patrick Queen? I know exactly what you're talking about. First and five, this guy decides to jump off sides. I think it was Roquan. To not waste any time off the clock, to make it first and ten, and basically save a down, the time of a down. Mm-hmm. But this idiot, sorry, he'll probably kick my ass if he ever meets me, but this idiot basically gets a personal foul, unnecessary roughness call, because he just knocks the – how in your mind? Because I don't think, you know, that was a play where he in his mind was smart enough to go, hey, if I do this – because I don't think the coach called it from the side. Yeah. It's not like they have headsets or whatever. Or, you know, you got a hand signal for that. So he does this on his own, I'm assuming. I haven't, you know, me and Cole don't watch all the the talk shows, first take, all the ESPN stuff. You know, we just come at you and give you our, what's it called? Analysis. Analysis. Of the games of what we see. We're not, you know, listening to people and coming on here trying to repeat it. But so I don't think that anybody told him to do that. So if you're smart enough to go, let me go do that. You got to be smart enough not to not. All you have yeah. to do is step off sides yeah. and get the call, right? I like, agree. But should it have even been an unnecessary roughness? Okay, well, yes, it should have been unnecessary roughness. Like he literally not, I mean... I see what you're saying. I, okay, that one, maybe. It's almost like the referee was like, nah, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, that was too smart of a play. That was too smart of a play. 
so they took it from him. But it would have been great to see him not do it. Yeah. Because I've never seen it. I've never seen it in all the years of watching football. That's why Roquan's that's why Roquan's one of the best linebackers in the league. I mean, what a great dumb play. But now let's get into another dumb play that I'm seeing. Zay I have Flower, seen a lot, a lot of debate on whether or not taunting should even be a penalty. Listen, Just, if you're Cole, go ahead. If you're debating whether or not that was a penalty or not, first of all, he pushes the guy down. Like, he pushed him back down to the ground. Then stood up and spun the ball right next to him and then stood over him. Like, that's taunting on three levels. I never said it shouldn't have been a penalty. I didn't say you did. I'm saying. I, like, I agree that it shouldn't have been a penalty. But, like, I look back at it, and Legereus Sneed, I look back at it, Legereus Sneed was holding his leg while, he, while, he, while the play was over. He still got up. Still, you don't, you don't do that it, with that. You're down by ten, or yeah, they were down by they're down by they're down by seven or ten at that point, right? They need a touchdown, and they could be on the ten. Instead, a taunting penalty, fifteen yards back, and then they went all the way. They went. They had like a fourteen yard pass play, fifteen yard pass play to Zay Flowers. That could have been a touchdown right there. Instead, they had to get all those yards back, wasted down, waste time. And then not score the touchdown. I mean, it's just it's a boneheaded play or a boneheaded decision. You don't you don't do that, especially when you're losing. And then after that, what happened? He fumbled on the goal line. <laughs> that is, okay. That is not his fault at all. It's not his fault, it's but not, it's just what a what a horror. I mean, not and, and guess who made him fumble? The guy who he stood over. There you go. Karma. Cheeky chose. It was a great play by Legereus Sneed, honestly. There's nothing you can do about that. He's diving in the end zone. Legereus Sneed just comes out and punches it out. I mean, that's that's unlucky. You just got to be smarter. You know, it's yeah. one thing. I'm the college guy. You're the NFL guy. He's a rookie. I don't but care. Still. You're a professional athlete. Yeah. You're a professional athlete. You've got to be smarter. You're in the playoff. You're in the NFL. You work training camp, OTAs. Like, you do all this to get to the point that you're at. And... Then make boneheaded plays. And then let's talk about the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Wasn't playing like an MVP. Was not playing like an MVP. Looked like the old Lamar of the playoffs. Is he really the MVP? Yeah. It's a regular season award. Yeah. I mean, if we're going based off regular season. I mean, and that divisional playoff game. But he made a Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield throw. A stupid decision. A, a Jordan, a Jordan Love Baker Mayfield, or a Baker Mayfield throw from a couple years ago. Maybe he wouldn't make that throw today. Baker had a, a besides that interception. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. But that that was that wasn't triple coverage. That was single. Uh, still, I expected more out of Lamar. Lamar didn't play. Patrick Mahomes played like an MVP. Yeah, that, you know, and that's why Patrick Mahomes going to win a Super Bowl. But we'll get into that next week mm. on the Super Bowl. But you know, shout out to the Chiefs. Going back to the playoff or the Super Bowl, you know this whole task. We started the show with the Taylor Swift stuff. It, you're not on the Facebooks, Cole. It, it's mind-boggling to me how much people are offended By and Taylor upset Swift. about Taylor Swift being shown, and it, it is 
it's just comical to me. Like, it makes no difference. Like, I don't, well, they're not showing the other wives. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do. They show Britney all the time. They, they show, they show, like, they show people in the press box. They show Joe Montana. They show Barry Sanders. They show Eminem. Like, it, it's part of the game. Like, it, it's just, I, I it's do. a story. Yes, the NFL's capitalized on it. Why wouldn't they? You're running a business, right? I know. I do understand it to some degree. I don't really care personally, but watching a Chiefs game and just it's after every touchdown you see her. Yeah. Like that's I don't know. After after a big play you see her. Like so, once once, twice, maybe three times a game, sure. Whatever. So you know they got a uh the betting lines on whether or not Travis Kelsey's gonna propose at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Should I take it? No. <laughs> There's no way he. There's no way. I don't oh see that man, happen. it's so funny to me. It just I have some friends that are really upset by it, but I just laugh. Uh, so let's get into the next game. Speaking of Eminem, did you see the picture of Eminem flicking off the Forty Nine er fan? Yeah, I did. Good for him. Eminem was in the building, and uh, he's got his coaches back. He wants to run it back next year. I. Listen. I don't. I don't think he should be fired. That's no. how. Okay. That, I. Sunday night, I'd have fired him. I said I, if I was the owner of the. But here's the thing: how do you, how do you think the Lions got there in the first place? And that that's the argument, you know. Some people, uh, David Music, some fans on the page have said, like, I get the fact that that's what got them there, and I respect that. But there comes a point. Okay, let's just use the one call because there was three or four calls. That, but when you're up 17 points, that's three scores. When you're up 17 points and you give up a field goal, now you're down, or you gave up three points, so you're up 14, you're up two scores. Your team gets the ball back, you drive down the field, you get in field goal range, and instead of taking the three points to go back up three scores, you go for it on fourth down, which... If you don't get it, your team is only up two scores. Now, if you do get it and score a touchdown, your team is only going to be up three scores. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't un- – you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's another four points. But if you're up three scores, guess what that means? That means your offense gets the ball a minimum of three more times before they can tie it up. So you get three more opportunities instead of two to drive back down the field and get points. So Dave Campbell, worst coaching decision I've ever seen in my life is not taking the points there. Then he does it again. Instead of kicking a field goal, yeah, he goes for it again. Guess what happens? You don't get it. Horrible. Now, me and you argued the last decision, which would have been the nail in the coffin for him with the media and everything. And, and once again, I almost wanted to find Stephen A's take on this, but I didn't do it because I didn't want to repeat. Oh, the, the last touchdown? I didn't want to repeat something that I heard. But the last touchdown, you don't get that? And, and me and your grandma was, you know, I was trying to explain my, my thinking on that when we was watching the game. You need a field goal 
an onside kick, a touchdown, a touchdown, an onside kick, a field goal. You got first down and one from the goal, goal one yard line. It ends up being fourth and three, fourth and four, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how they didn't score that, but you, to me, you kick the field goal. You try to get the onside kick, and then and then gets a touchdown. Now he goes for it. It works. Yes, getting a field goal at the end of the game if they get the onside kicks a lot easier. But if you didn't get it, you didn't give your team a chance when it was automatic to get it. So Dave Campbell, you Damn. know, you what was that? Dan. Dan Campbell, you seem like a, a player's coach. He definitely that that Lions team definitely likes Dan Campbell. They would definitely. I, he's definitely a great fit for Detroit. but so He gets a pass in my book on that because you, you've got to, you know, that that's part of the, that's, that's part of it, is having a coach you believe in, you want to play for, all that stuff. But you can't be the reason that you cost your team. And yeah. that's what I feel like in that situation. So, Shout out to the Lions. Did a great job. Shout out to the 49ers. I mean, Lions had a great season. They can't even be mad, honestly. Uh, but the Lions run game and screen game, you kept talking about that Jeez. during the game. I think the Lions have one of the best, if not the best, run game in the NFL. Yeah. For sure. I I remember, excuse me, I remember That's where I got sick from, this kid. Sorry. I I remember when... The Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs. They traded back in the draft. They could have had Bijan, and so they got Jameer Gibbs. Which Bijan, Jameer was Jameer Gibbs better than Bijan this year? Probably. Yeah. Because Bijan doesn't get utilized in Atlanta, but that's another show for another day. But that run game between Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs is crazy. It's it's so good. Like the balance between power. And speed, honestly. Dave Montgomery's pretty fast. And then just pure speed elusive in Jameer Gibbs. That's definitely the best. It was impressive. It was impressive to watch the Lions offense and the Chiefs offense on Sunday. They did some things that as, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a defensive guy, but as an offense, I liked when I seen my Gators running plays like that, running the quick screens, but then everybody being in position to block. It's not just about throwing it quick to your wide receiver. Yeah. You know, it's about the tight end, the guard pulling, like everybody doing their job to make the play successful. And both teams did a great job at that. But I want to give kudos to uh, our Tampa Bay Buccaneer, John Lynch, general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you, sir. Um, a great job. And and one thing that me and Cole touched on on Sunday that I want want him to repeat is a uh, top five coaches in the NFL right now, mm. and not in order. Just give me your top five coaches in the NFL. I forgot who I said. Honestly, I think it's, I think I put Jim Harbaugh up there. Yep. Um, Kyle Shanahan. Who else did I say? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Um. Who else did I say? Um. Putting you on the do spot. You, do you have it in my notes? No, I don't have it. Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Um. Who's number five? Or who's the fifth one? Was it the Green Bay's coach? That's Matt LaFleur. That was Matt LaFleur. Um, oh, Brown's coach. Uh, That's it. Uh, What is his name? I forgot. 
Um, we'll ask Facebook to give us to give um, the top five, but I wanted to put you on the spot on that one. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin something. I don't know. Browns coach. Well, let's jump into the next topic that I put on the Facebook page. Or, or, or uh, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. Go ahead. Baker Mayfield, 35 to $40 million asking price. Do you sign Baker Mayfield? How many years is that? I would say that's a one to two year contract. One to two years. No. If that's a, a one year, $35 million, father, that's, that's Shohei money. <laughs> that's Shohei money. It didn't really say what the, the article that I seen it didn't say. It just was talking about that's kind of going to be the price. If a $35 million or $35, $40 million deal for the next three, four years, I'm taking that, honestly. Because yeah. you, you know what you have in Baker Mayfield. You don't know what you have in a rookie. And the Bucks could whiff and take J.J. McCarthy. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not taking that risk. The problem is is just who you're going to get. And any quarterback you're going to get is going to cost money. Yeah. And we have the 26th pick. So, that means, like, Caleb Williams, uh, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix. They're all going to be gone. gone. Like, you're going to get. You would have to decide you're going to go with Trask and, and try to get somebody in free agency to back them up. Or compete for the starting job. But here's the deal. The offensive coordinator for the Bucks, Clark Kent, goes to Atlanta. Or no, Carolina. Yeah, there you go. And then he's taking the rest of the offensive staff with him. He did? Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think the jury's still out on Clark Kent if he's a good coach, period. You had some veterans on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mike Evans, even Baker to an extent, some linemen. Like, you have some good people in place. That was your first year calling plays. I don't know that you're that great of a coach. That's why I said great pick for the the Bucks as a Bucks fan for him to go to Carolina because I don't see him having a lot of success in Carolina because it's a horrible organization, hor- horrible ownership group. So, but – now you got to bring in an offensive coordinator and you're kind of starting fresh, which means Trask would have to learn a whole new system, a whole new play. Where, where did Trask come from? I, I'm, Trask is on the board right now. Obviously, he's on the board, but if we get Baker back, he's not on the board. And we may not have Baker back. I think, okay. I think Baker will come back, though. If it's, if it's Baker or Evans, who you taking? If it comes down to money. It's, that's not That's not – that's what I'm saying. Like you can't pay everybody. We you have got defensive have one, players. You got to pay. You we have one of the highest caps in the in the NFL right now. Doesn't mean they're gonna spend it. I mean, you're right, but it doesn't mean that we're not. I I don't know. You can run it back another year, but here's the deal: you're not winning any significant games. So my thing is, if you're not going to win, then why not move on? Who so, says we can't win? Who, Baker listen, Mayfield is not winning thing. you a Super Bowl. Come on. What? Baker Mayfield's not winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not. You might as well get the freaking, the, the guy that I hate, Stafford. Stafford? You hate Stafford? I hate Stafford. Why? Matthew Stafford's way better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Why do you hate Stafford? Because he played for Georgia. I hate him. I don't like him. He's the worst quarterback ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so hateful. That's he, he wasn't very good. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. I mean, obviously he's panned out in the NFL. Whatever. I don't. I don't think Baker Mayfield's the answer. I don't see paying him. 
a high salary and then not re-signing other key pieces. Yeah, I feel if like... If you're going to spend $30 million, spend it on a couple of... You know, it's kind of like the Mets not... I didn't want Otani. Like, it's too much money. That yeah. might, But then the Mets don't sign anybody, so I don't understand what the hell's going on with that, but... That's another show. I don't know, bro. Justin Turner signed somewhere else. I mean, there's so many good free agents still on the board, and we haven't signed any of them. How? I I don't know. We can get into Mets talk after the Super Bowl because we'll have plenty of plenty of showtime airtime to fill there. But but here's the thing, though. We ha- this is gonna be the most important free uh most important off season in the past couple years because Antoine Winfield could be gone. Levante David could be gone. Devin White, probably gone. He doesn't want to be with us. Mike Evans, could be gone. Baker, could be gone. I mean, that's five players right there that were Super Bowl champions besides Baker. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want all them to go, but Devin White's probably going to be gone. Le- I think Levante David will will probably um No, cuz they'll probably hit Anton Winfield with the uh what's it called? franchise tag. Yeah, a couple of the, I'm going to read a couple of the uh, from the Facebook page. Jimmy Nichols said, no, he's not worth it to pay him $20, 25000000 million or move on. Brad Polk, that's a tough one. He played well, but he's not the answer. Our draft position isn't good for a quarterback. The other free agent quarterbacks aren't great either. The players seem to like him, but, man, honestly, I don't know. Uh, Matt Hinton, he says, being cheap on salary is what built the amazing football legacy we have in Tampa. <laughs> not wrong there. So I mean, it's it's kind of see, but that's the second guy. What did he say? Brad Polk. Yeah, he said he said that our our position in the draft isn't good for a quarterback, and there's not many good for agent quarterbacks. So why not just re-sign him for a year? Because like you said, we're not we're not fit to win, right? So what if we go, let's say six and eleven, seven and ten? We'll have a decent spot in the draft. We'll have like a late. Late tens, early, early single digit, like a eight, nine, ten, eleven, type pick. So maybe we go out there and drop the quarterback the next year. Like, why not sign him for a one, two year deal? And Catherine Stella brings up a good point. His cousin's worth his sorry ass. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about his salary. You know, like it's who you're gonna get. Like Brad's saying, who you gonna get? Uh, shout out to Catherine from St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you for listening and uh, interacting with us on social media. I it, think Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. He's so underrated. Like, I don't know why. He is, but, you know, like. I don't know why people hate on him. He's he's really a top 10 quarterback when healthy. Because here's the thing. You've got to have a top five quarterback to win last week's round or the Super Bowl. You could get the last week's round. Purdy. Purdy's not the greatest. Is Brock Purdy a top five quarterback? I don't think so. But. He made some great plays. Is Jared Goff a top five quarterback? <sighs> I mean, it's. This is why Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl so much. Because great players make, do great things in big stages. And this is why Lamar hasn't got there yet. Because Lamar is a great MVP player. But he doesn't have that. It's kind of, and this isn't a great analogy because LeBron's won championships, but he doesn't have that killer instinct. And shout out to Lamar because all the reports are saying how much he's grown as a leader, vocal leader on and off the field this season. You can see it, 
but he doesn't have that dog in him, you know, and that's what Baker. Okay. Baker has that dog in him. Baker has that. I will say that Baker's got that little dog in him, but then his other, like if he had Lamar athletic abilities and height and vision, <laughs> he would be a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, so there's only a hand. You can say that about every quarterback. If every quarterback had Lamar's athleticism and so whatnot, they would be the. So you got some young quarterbacks in the league in the next three or four years, Stroud. Like you got some guys that are going to push, push and get there. But right now, you know, I don't, you know, Baker, I don't know what the answer is. That's why I'm not a GM, I guess. It's, it's, it's a tough decision that's going to have to be made soon. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. For Baker's standpoint, I you, you better resign with the Bucks. That's your best bet, Baker. Where are you going to go? Who's going to sign Baker? Let's think. Who? Let's think about it. You think, you're the NFL guy. You tell oh. me what, what team out there is going to sign Baker Mayfield for more money than the Bucks are willing to give him. Let's think. Let's think. Putting you on the spot. The Falcons. Okay. The Falcons could. The who, same, who also no, just hired an, a new not, coach. Not the Who'd they hire? Raheem Morris. Yeah. Good job, Atlanta. <laughs> he was not great with the Bucks. No, he was terrible. I'm, I mean, Raheem Morris is a good guy. He, he's good position coach, maybe good coordinator. But it's a whole different thing when you put on that head coach, Billy Napier. It's a whole and, – and when you get to a certain level. And and hopefully Billy Napier is making some adjustments, hiring an OC and, and doing some different things. But when you put on that, that head ball coach hat, you got all the decisions. And Cam and Campbell learned. Hopefully he learned from it, you know. But it, it's a different different ball game. But yeah, maybe Atlanta. Anybody else you could think of? The Commanders. Commanders. The football team. The Washington football team. Uh. Maybe the Cowboys. I don't know why people say Dak is bad, man. Listen, Dak D- is D- a choker in the playoffs, but he is not bad. Okay. I think they should move on, though. That's I, what, that's I do a, think they should move on. This is my point. That's my point of Baker. It's a Dak Prescott love. Like, there, there's no, the, you don't feel comfortable as a Cowboys fan saying that Dak Prescott is going to lead your team to a Super Bowl. You don't. I who's, mean, we who's know some be- Who's better, Baker or Dak? I mean, I'm taking Dak over Baker okay. for good sure. Answer. Good answer. I, I, I was testing you. I was testing. Yeah, I'm taking Dak over Baker. I have no confidence in Baker Mayfield. I've I mean, seen Trask win. I've seen Trask win. I've seen Trask throw great decisions, make great throws. Is Baker more versatile, more athletic? Absolutely. Does Baker have more dog in them? Absolutely. Do I think Baker had a would have been better? I said that on a couple of shows ago. Absolutely. I think Baker was the right decision. But for if Trask is under contract, instead of giving Baker $30 million, give it to a defensive player and let's move on. Because you're not winning a Super Bowl with either one of them. So what are we doing? It's kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, I see your take, but like you said, I've seen Kyle Trask make these incredible throws. That was also like five years ago. And he he played under Tom Brady. Right? I, I think we give him the chance, bro. 
I think we. It's not like it's not okay. Okay, you watched every single Bucks snap of the season. Don't let's not act like Baker Mayfield and the Bucks offense was so great all year long. Because because okay? it, it wasn't. Because we can look at Week Seventeen and be like, they didn't really start playing good offensively till after Week Eleven, and, and started getting things rolling a little. That bit. that Texans game where CJ shot through for five hundred yards. That that was the turning point right there. So I mean. Let's not let's not act like Trask couldn't have went out there and put up some numbers. You know, I just I'm kind of, you know, I understand they went with who they went with, but for it to even be a battle going into the season, and it didn't sound like Baker was just going just, just going away with it. It didn't sound like Trask was so far behind. Yeah. It was like a went down to the wire. And then they went with Baker because of his experience. And okay, maybe he's a rah-rah guy and Mike Evans likes him and Godwin or whatever. But, you know, I've, I've seen Trask on a high stage in the SEC perform. So you're not going to win a Super Bowl anyway. Here's so, the thing. You could say the same about guys like Felipe Franks. Yeah. I mean, I'm flipping. No, no. Trask, you can't. No. Well, no, I'm not going to let you do that. You got to put some respect on Trask now. Trask was great when he played at in his senior. Was that a senior year? Yeah, but like he he waited his turn, just like he's waiting his turn now. When And then remember if I'm, and I'm probably, hopefully I'm not getting this wrong, but I feel like he waited his turn in high school. He waited his turn, didn't really play till his senior year of high school. Then goes to Florida, waits his turn, didn't really play to a senior year of college. And now you're in the NFL, waiting your turn. Man, get the ball to trash. Bro is patient. That's what I'm saying. That's great. That's crazy. But I can't see paying Baker $30, $35 million and Trask on the bench for another year when you could just give the reins to Trask for a year, see what you got. Because you're not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, because your division's horrible or you wouldn't even be in the playoffs. Now that I'm thinking about it. Actually, we would be in the playoffs. We would be. With Trask? No, this year, even if we didn't win the division, because the seventh seed, let's say the Saints won. They no, won I'm saying team. next year, like like next oh. year, if your division did, did, wasn't horrible, you wouldn't be making the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So you're you're only having the success that you're having because your division sucks. So if you even if you get there, you're not going to win it. So I, I just don't now, if you have the money to spend like you're telling me they do and you want to bring Baker back and have Trask as your backup, now you got a good quarterback room, I'm for that. But I don't know about paying him $35, yeah, $40 million. No. Now that I think about it, no. I don't think. And I don't think he's going to get that. I think that's what he wants. Yeah. But it's really going to come down to what you said. Is Atlanta, is Washington, are they going to offer him more money? And then, Baker, are you going to go for the money? Or come back to where you're comfortable even though you're gonna have a new oc and try to do it again now he says he wants mike evans so i think if they sign mike evans maybe he signs for a little less money to come back and know you got that talented receiver to throw the ball to and we'll see what happens but our quarterback coach is uh interviewing for the offensive coordinator spot for the bucks yeah yeah I mean, and that would be good because I honestly don't think – I mean, did Clark Kent make some good play calls? Did he do, like, halfway through the year, get things rolling? 
We need to get Rashad White more involved. But I don't, I don't, I think somebody else on the staff could just step in and kind of take that over. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think that our offensive coordinator was a genius by any means. And we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, sign Baker for 20, 25. Yeah. Maybe that's a little pushing it. I, I think know. so too. But I mean, if I, they, I say we sign him for like, what do we sign him for? Like a one year, seven mil? So it sounds like a one year, maybe. Maybe, maybe he was looking mil. for a three or four year contract. I, but see, that, even that, I don't know if I extend that because he's not the answer. You can't sign him more than a one or two year deal. I agree. Because he's not the answer. You know that as an organization, he is not the answer. He is not going to win you a Super Bowl. And anybody that tells me Baker Mayfield can win the Bucks a Super Bowl, listen, I come on here and I am not right. I just have an opinion. You have an opinion. But I want somebody to tell me Baker Mayfield can win a Super Bowl with the Bucs. Maybe that he could win a Super Bowl with any team. If Baker Mayfield was on the Chiefs, you think he's leading them to a Super Bowl? Hell no. All right. Because look at who Patrick is throwing the ball to. I mean, besides Kelsey and Rashi Rice, put some respect on his name. Who else is he throwing to out there? I like that running back receiver guy they got. Pacheco or Pacheco? Oh, Pacheco, yeah, it's yeah. a running back. Yeah, yeah but, he, but they line him up in the slot. Yeah, they do. I uh, like Pacheco. He, he's a good player. We'll get into the Super Bowl on next week's show, predictions and kind of that matchup. But any other takeaways of the last weekend's games you want to touch on? No, I mean, I mean, not really the Super Bowl matchup we were one, but it's still going to be a good game. So I hope the 49ers win. You hope the 49ers win. Yeah. I want to see I want to see Kittle get a ring and McCaffrey. I like Kittle. I like McCaffrey. For all those years Ronda Wing, Carolina. I mean, he definitely deserves a ring. So And Purdy. I mean, it'd be a good story. Mr. Relevant to leading his team to the Super Bowl. I mean. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't I rolled my money over onto the Chiefs. I'm not mad at the Chiefs. Not because either. of the Swifties, but because of greatness. I like I like greatness. Patrick Mahomes is is it's like watching Brady. I want to see him overthrow Brady. The it's best like, quarterback of all time. It's like Patrick Mahomes is LeBron. And he's a he's got Met ties. Yeah, his father played for the Mets, I know. He's a Met at heart. You know what I mean? So I gotta pull for Patrick Mahomes. Plus I just like watching him play. Yeah, he's sidearm passes, the no look passes. I'm waiting for the dude around the back pass. You're you're sound like Chris Collinsworth right now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh anything else we want to touch on? I think that's it. I think that was a good show. Good show. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the fans want to know about baseball. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't make it, but it's okay. Because we're gonna move on. And yeah, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Well, you've had a good attitude about it. Not making a team. You've had a good attitude. Talking about just keep working hard and and trying again next year. Work on your individual skills, some weight training, and uh, you've got all the tangibles there because you got a good attitude, good sport, hard worker. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm proud of you put, for putting in the effort. And there's one thing that you take out of this that I hope that you pass on to your son is that the determination and the work ethic of going into something, when you fail in life, if you can look back at the situation and go, did I do everything? 
needed? Did I give 110%? Did I make every practice? Did I make every workout? Did I do everything asked of me? If you can look yourself in the mirror and say yes and not make it, it makes it a little better. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So you know what you need to do. And unfortunately, you've had some people give you some advice and everything. And unfortunately, I've had to be in the position of coaches and cut people. It's never a fun thing. But there's a lot of other things that go into things. And it's not always about the best player or the best situation. There's a lot of things that go into it. And you've had a great attitude, and I commend you for that, and I respect you as a man for that. So I just want to say that. So you'll get there. We'll keep doing the show. You keep getting them good grades like you've been doing since you was little. Yeah. And uh, the best is yet to come. Straight A's 2024. There we go. What do you get from straight A's? PS5. PS5. Straight Pro- It's probably not going to happen because chemistry is bringing me down, but right. we're You got to put in that work. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Magnetico Podcast. Check out our sister show, Bitch Therapy, on Spotify. Peace.